Yo, yo, what is good, beautiful people? It is a joy to be right back on the podcast. You already know what it is. You already know what time it is. Cell Speaks is back, baby, with the video element. I'm getting better and better each time, finding my system. Listen, man, it has been a joy. You know, I love the feedback that I'm getting. I'm seeing more downloads, more more people coming in, and I, I really appreciate that. I appreciate the support. Listen, if you haven't already, go to the YouTube, youtube.com, sells JP, S-E-L-Z-J-P. I want you guys to subscribe to my channel. That way you catch all the videos. You don't miss anything. And if you haven't done so already, I want you to subscribe to the Apple Podcast. If you listen to your podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Cell Speaks Podcast, like, subscribe, and listen, if you can, man, I would love if you just take some time to leave a review. I would greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate that. But you already know, it's all about impact. It's all about moving forward. It's all about growth. And I don't even want to take too much time because this next topic that I have, it's it's fun. It's a, it's a good one. And so I wanted to talk to you guys about the topic of watch your mouth. That's what I want to call this. Watch your mouth. And and the reason I say that is because lately, man, I've just been surrounded by books and videos and information that's just all about being mindful of the things that I'm saying. I've been reading books talking about prayer. Um, I just finished a book called The Game of Life and How to Play It. That's a really dope book. I highly recommend for you guys to read. And I just also started reading Command Your Morning or Commanding Your Morning by Cindy Trim. Dope, dope book. I should talk to these people about advertising because if you guys get that book, that's technically free advertising, but neither here nor there. Um, but no, man, like it's it's been it's been awesome because I think we as people really underestimate the power that our words have. I think we really don't take into consideration the weight that the things that we say have. I think we don't take into consideration the weight that our thoughts have. And it's like we become so focused on the actions, on doing things, on doing that, on doing that, and not realizing that these things could be easier or harder based on, one, the beliefs that we have, and then, two, the thoughts that we're thinking. It makes me think about a book. Um, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't mastery. It was a book about um, musicians and being skilled in, in what you do. Matter of fact, it should be behind me somewhere. Uh, I don't know. I don't see it. But point being, it's really about understanding how you phrase things and how you approach things in your mind really shape the tone on how it gets done. So this book was written from the perspective of a musician, and he was saying when he talks to his students, he doesn't ever believe or say anything is hard. He doesn't He doesn't say, oh, this is hard. He says, this is unfamiliar. And so the reason he does that is because when you perceive something as hard, right, then that means any step of the process is just going to be difficult. It's, you're already expecting yourself to in essence, climb up of a mountain. And sometimes that could be super discouraging and just make you not want to do anything. However, if you instead of using the word hard, use the term unfamiliar, all you're now telling yourself is, okay, I just need to take time getting used to this. And once I take the time to get used to it, to get better at it, okay, this will become familiar. So instead of using words such as easy and hard, you're using words like familiar and unfamiliar. And something being unfamiliar is very different from something being hard, right? When something is hard, 
or difficult, you approach it with intimidation, trepidation. It's like you're already creating this resistance that I got to build up my resolve to deal with this thing that's going to be super difficult. However, when you're dealing with something that's unfamiliar, it's just, oh, I don't know this yet. And when I know it, it's going to be a lot simpler. And this is actually something that I carry with me even in the days when I used to um, accompany a lot for singers in UCF. I remember sometimes because it had helped me so much, when I would see them kind of have their tra their, their struggles or their challenges with singing and doing what they were doing, I would, they would be like, man, this piece is so hard. I'm like, no, nah, don't say it's hard. It's just unfamiliar. You just don't know it yet. And when you know it, it becomes a lot more, it becomes familiar. And so just that little tidbit of changing your phrasing from something being hard to you saying, oh, this is just unfamiliar, it creates a whole different shift in your psyche. You know what I mean? Now you're not looking at yourself as a person who can't do certain things because it's quote unquote hard or difficult. You're just simply understanding, okay, I know this or I don't know this. This isn't no judgment or, or a crucifixion on my character to say I'm incapable of doing quote unquote hard things. It's just, no, no, no. I know this or I don't know this. And if I find something I don't know and I'm not good at it, all I have to do is take some time to make it familiar and all of a sudden it becomes quote unquote easy. So even in that aspect, you see the power in your words, your thoughts, and how it even shapes your actions. And so the one thing I really wanted you guys to take from this is to understand that everything in life when it comes to the human experience and our behaviors, it starts with a belief, right? So the way the cycle works is it's belief, it's thoughts, it's actions. And actions then lead to results. Now results don't they don't care about what you think. They don't care about what you know. They don't care about all your feelings. Results are just simply the product of your actions. That's all results are. Results aren't based on your morality. Your results aren't based on the, the character of a person you are. Your results are simply based on your actions. And what do I mean by that? It's like whether you're a good person morally or a bad person morally, if you apply the principles of good business and of good wealth, you'll make money. It's just it's it's just the result of it. If you manage your money well and you do and you're smart with your money, whether you are a good person, whether you are a, a bad person, whether you think horribly of yourself, because your actions okay, are actions that lead to wealth, you will become wealthy. So your the results are simply just a product of your actions. Your actions are a product of your thoughts. Your thoughts are a product of your beliefs, right? So it all starts with your beliefs. That's why you have to be mindful of what you believe. And so what do I mean when I say beliefs? Okay, a simple thing like growing up as a, as a young man being a musician, Right, A common belief that people have is that musicians are broke. Musicians don't make money. Musicians are poor. If you're a musician, you're going to basically be struggling in life. That is a belief. And a lot of people believe that. I don't know if now as much, but I definitely know coming up, a lot of people had that belief that musicians are broke. Musicians don't make money. Unfortunately, well, I can't even say unfortunately, but fortunately, I never bought into that belief because my father was a musician and my father was never broke. I couldn't say it any more simpler than that. I mean, I'm not saying we were rich, but we weren't broke. Like, I thank God that the first car I was able to learn how to drive on was a Benz. And then my mom um, gave me her Jeep Grand Cherokee, and I was driving Jeep Grand Cherokees since then. But we we lived in, in Queens. We lived in a nice house, good neighborhood. You know what I mean? Again, we weren't, 
we I wouldn't say we were like rich, but we were I could say we were like a strong middle class, something like that. Like, yeah. And again, understanding that my dad is a full time musician, teaching piano lessons, playing at churches, doing studio work. And we weren't, you know what I mean, on section eight or anything like we weren't we weren't hurting. So when I heard people with the belief that musicians are broke, that completely contradicted my reality. And so I never bought into it. And so as a result, because I never believed that musicians were broke, I never went into situations thinking, oh man, I can't be successful doing this. No, on the contrary, I knew I could be successful doing this because not only did I have the prototype from my father, I also saw how I could improve upon that prototype. And I could see some of the things that I could do better than he did. I seen certain things I could take further. I seen certain opportunities that he didn't necessarily have at his age that I could improve upon and do more with. Why? Because I never had the belief that musicians were broke. I actually believe that musicians could do extremely well. You just have to know what to do. So because I had the belief musicians are not broke, musicians can do well, musicians can be wealthy, can live good, then my thoughts always reinforce that. Bro, you're going to make it, bro. It's just a matter of time. You know what I mean? Just keep focusing, keep locked in, don't give up, you know, keep pushing the course, do what you have to do. I Those were always my thoughts. It wasn't anything negative like this is never going to work. I'm, no, I never had those thoughts. I always had thoughts like, oh no, I'm going to be good. Like, I'm going to be fine. You know, people have asked me multiple times, man, like, what's your plan B if music doesn't work? And I never had a plan B, never wanted one, never needed one because I knew plan A was going to work. I knew it. And praise God, it's it's working and it's been working. My gift has made room for me, continues to make room for me. And honestly, there's things that on my end, if I do more of and I do more of the right things, it'll make even more room for me. So because I never believed that a musician is broke. When I became a musician, I wasn't a musician that is, was broke. I never was. And that's all glory to God. My beliefs affected my thoughts. And so my thoughts affected my actions. So because I never believed that I could be broke, I never had thoughts that I would be broke. I actually had thoughts that I would be successful. And when you think you're going to be successful, when you believe that what you're doing can be successful, you start doing successful things. You start doing concerts. You start writing records. You start... um. Um, you know, behaving in a way to push your talent more and more because you think this is really going to work. You think this can actually happen and you're talking positively to yourself. So because you believe that this works, you start thinking like, no, this is really going to work. Remember, your thoughts are reinforcing your beliefs. That's all your thoughts do. You have a core belief. I, I am beautiful. Your thoughts are now, wow, you're gorgeous. Wow, you, you're so cute. Wow, look at your hair. Wow, look at your eyes. Your thoughts will reinforce whatever your beliefs are. It's like, for example, and, and it works positively and negatively, which is why this is so important. If I say to myself that marriage is hard, right? I, I'll, I'll give you guys a tangible thing because I've, I've just been on this wave. So if I believe marriage is hard, then my thoughts will now think things to reinforce the fact that marriage is hard. So marriage is hard. Oh my God. See? Now, I was talking to her, and she didn't express herself the way that she wanted to. Oh, see, man, it's always hard. Oh, man, you know, um, I just came back from home, and now she's asking me to do this. Oh, my gosh, she's nagging me. Or every time I try to talk to him about my feelings, he doesn't listen. Every time I try to tell him this, he doesn't that. And it just continues to reinforce your beliefs. Why? Because you believe that marriage is hard. So your thoughts are reinforcing your beliefs. And then what do you think your thoughts are going to lead to? Actions. So it's now you start doing things because... Marriage is so hard, right? It's so difficult. 
Now you start thinking that it's so difficult. And so you now start behaving like it's so difficult. Oh, you know what? I'm not going to talk to this person because it's just going to lead to this this tough conversation. And it's going to lead to this. And I know we're just going to fight because marriage is so hard and so problematic. Oh, you know what? I, I probably should just for, you know apologize, but it's just too hard. And, and then you keep operating in that way with your actions. Your marriage starts falling apart because your actions lead to results. So because you believe marriage is hard, you start thinking everything that you're doing in regards to marriage always goes back to the fact that marriage is hard. So marriage is hard. Oh, I don't want to talk to her because marriage is hard. Oh, I don't want to apologize because marriage is hard. Oh, you know what? I want to sit there and entertain other people outside my marriage because marriage is hard. And to sit in my marriage and try to deal with it, I don't want to deal with it. Uh, you know what? I want to divorce right now because marriage is hard. And so now you don't talk to her and deal with your issues. You don't talk to him and and, and confront the, the, the problems. You don't be affectionate and loving with one another. You don't try to deal with fights or issues because marriage is hard. And then as a result of your actions... Your marriage falls apart and your result, because your marriage falls apart, it reinforces your belief. So it's like this big cycle. You believe marriage is hard. So you think that marriage is hard and everything that you, 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 you do or see reinforces the belief. Then your thoughts start influencing your actions. Uh, I'm not going to do this because marriage is hard. And then the results, see, everything is difficult. I'm not talking to them. The relationship sucks. Now go back to, see, I told you marriage is hard because look at what's going on in my marriage. Not realizing that everything that's happening in your marriage is because of that belief. And so what I told myself the other day is, ah, you know what? I'm switching it. I'm going to start saying now marriage is easy. Marriage is easy. And literally, like at first when I said that, there was a part of me, I was like, nah, man, don't do that because, you know, and I was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm not buying into that. I'm going to literally start saying every day that marriage is easy. And so I started doing that. And you know what started happening? Marriage started to become easy. And it became easy in a sense like this. All right. I believe that marriage is easy. Okay. The thoughts. Okay. Sucking up my pride is not hard. It's an easy thing. You just apologize. Communicating in a healthy way is not something difficult. Just be empathetic. It's, it's not hard. You can do this. It's not a difficult thing. Being respectful of my relationship and having boundaries... It's not difficult at all. It's, it's very easy because I understand that this person is giving me their, oh, I'm going to do the same thing. That's not hard to do. It's, it's hard to respect someone. It's hard to show empathy to somebody. It's hard to love somebody. And so now my thoughts start influencing my actions. Hey, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to really cross that line with you because I respect my relationship. So this conversation can continue. Or, hey, hey, babe, you know, um, actually, I literally did this yesterday. Hey, babe, you know. The other day when, when I was saying that, I, I was kind of out of line. You know, I was just a little frustrated about something else. And I kind of came at you the wrong way about it. Like, I apologize for that. Easy. And then all of a sudden, the atmosphere of my relationship starts to lift up. And there's no heaviness anymore. And now the results reinforce. You see? Marriage is easy, bro. All you've been doing is respecting your wife, communicating more, being more patient. Being a little bit less uh, go, 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 and a little bit more like, all right, you know, let's take some time and let me understand your process and how you process things. And all of a sudden, your relationship starts to flourish. Why? Because instead of saying, marriage is hard, marriage is hard, marriage is hard, you switch and say, ah, right, now you know what, marriage is easy. It's, and it, it applies to anything. A, a personal experience that I have, 
I stopped saying that making money is hard. And I started saying making money is easy. It's easy to make money. It's easy to make money. And I literally just kept saying that. And it became easy to make money. Why? Because when I stopped believing that money was hard to make, and I kept saying, no, 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 money is easy to make. Then every conversation I would have with people, I'm like, yo, if you just do this, if you just do that, it's boom, it's easy. You just got to do this. You just got to do that. And my thoughts started to get in line with the belief that making money was easy. And then I started to follow through in the actions and I started to do things and I started to, to, to take action in the ways that I saw um, money making being easy. So what do I mean? I learned how to trade and I realized like, yeah, some people, it could take them, you know what I mean? Uh, a year to make 50000 but if you're trading and you know what you're doing and you learn your stuff and you become familiar with it, making 50000 is not hard at all. I've seen people do it multiple times. It's not a difficult thing at all. So I believed that making money was easy and I kept reinforcing it with the things that I was watching, the things that I was learning. And then I started taking action in making money in the fact that making money was easy. And then all of a sudden, money, making money became easy to the point where now, when I started to see the results, it was like, see, I told you making money is easy. But what ends up happening, and I, and I use the opposite because I've shown, I've had conversations about this with people, is that we live, a, a lot of us who are like, you know, low middle class or even on the poverty side, have been told your whole life that chase the bag, it's the hardest thing to do, you know, making money is tough, making money is hard. Okay, so I tell you that making money is hard, so you believe that. So now every day you're like, oh my gosh, I got to go and make this bread. You know what I mean? Oh man, just to make a thousand dollars is so much work. So you start thinking it. It becomes reinforced in your mind. And then what ends up happening is you, you do the hardest things to make money, which is work a nine to five, which is sit out there and, and do you know physical labor that's brutalizing on your body and your back. And you're trading all your time to make money because you believe that making money is hard. And so now at the end of the week, you are exhausted, but you got, you know, your $2,000, $3,000 check or whatever from putting in almost 40 to 80 hours of work between there, right? And you made great money, but you also, it was hard and it reinforces making money is hard. But when you don't believe that and you spend an entire week and you only work for barely 10 hours and you've made $2,000 that week, it reinforces making money is easy. And so what I want, what I want to give you guys, right? I want to give you guys something tangible. First of all, you have to be mindful. What is mindfulness? Mindfulness is, is a concept of self-awareness. It is being aware of yourself, knowing who you are, what you are, which is very different from overthinking, right? I don't want you guys to confuse mindfulness with overthinking. Overthinking is simply like, oh, uh, you know, should I wear this? Should I do that? Should I do this? Um, and, and it leads you to what we call analysis paralysis, right? Overthinking leads to inaction. It leads to stagnation. It's not about movement. It's just about getting lost and stuck in your thoughts. So to overcome overthinking, here's a quick few tips. Give yourself a timer. I've done this with myself too, because sometimes when it comes to picking like where I want to eat, I can be the worst person. Like I'm the kind of person where I'll be like, hey, where should we eat? And then I'll give you like three options. And then while you're looking at three options, I'll come back and be like, Yo, but I found like seven more. And now we went from three options to 10. And then it's like, okay, well, maybe instead of wings, let's try like Italian. So now it keeps getting bigger to the point where like we went from three options to now we got 22 with three different genres of food. And we're really like, where do we go? And I've learned two things that helped me. One, 
give myself a timer for every decision. If I'm trying to make a decision, I'll say, you know what? If it has to be quick, hey, this is what we're going to do. This was neat. Uh, I'll break it down into a quick thing. So it's like, all right, what are we going to eat for food? All right, Italian or Chinese? Uh, Chinese. Okay, bentos or P.F. Chang's? Uh, bentos. Done. And I just live with the result. Not every decision needs to be perfect, but you got to make decisions. And you have to also understand that not every decision that you make is going to be right. And that's okay. But you learn how to make decisions. And that's how we overcome overthinking, right? You limit your options and you limit the time to make those options, right? And it's not about giving yourself anxiety. It's about, okay, I need to push myself to make a choice now. Do this, do that. There's a technique with the lady. What she does is whenever she's kind of caught in that moment of indecision and doesn't know what to do, she counts backwards from five. Five, four, three, two, one. And then does whatever it is that she was about to do. And she just makes herself do it. For some people, it works. For some people, it doesn't. So I'm giving you guys multiple tips, multiple ways, right? But going back to mindfulness, not to be confused with overthinking. Mindfulness is being aware of yourself, aware of your thoughts, your actions, being aware of what you're doing. It's being able to step outside of yourself. It's, it's being able to see that you said that you were going to practice, but you're watching yourself go through the day like, you know, you should practice, you kind of want to practice, but you didn't practice, but you're aware that you didn't. And mindfulness is so important because that's the first step to growth and even, and you know, building yourself up. It's actually being aware of what you're doing, right? It's, it's, it's observing yourself. It's knowing that when you talk, yeah, sometimes your tone is off. It's knowing that, yeah, when sometimes some people say something to you, your first option is to be defensive. That's mindfulness, being aware. You don't always need to tell somebody that you did something wrong. You know. And so now when you're able to develop mindfulness, then you start to, you're starting to learn how to be aware of your thoughts. Because it's, it's not your beliefs that you discover first. It's your thoughts. You start realizing that anytime something happens, the first thing you say, oh, I'm dumb. Or, oh, I'm so stupid. Oh, I'm not smart. And you start to identify your thoughts. But then you go back and say, okay, hold on. These are my thoughts. So it seems that my thoughts are leading to this belief that I'm not worthy, that I'm not brilliant, that I'm not smart. And because I don't believe that I'm smart, because I don't believe that I'm talented, that's why I'm always thinking these things. And that's why every time I start something, I don't finish it. Every idea that I come up with, I never follow through because I don't think I'm smart. And that's why over the course of my year, I have never done anything substantial. I've never moved forward with anything that I've wanted to do because my whole life, I kept thinking that I was dumb. I kept thinking that I was stupid because I always believed it. And so the belief of me thinking that I was stupid led to me always thinking that I was stupid, led to me never following through with my great ideas or great plans or great things that I want to move forward with, which is now leading to the result that years have gone by and I haven't accomplished much and I don't have anything to my name. We find out about our thoughts first. And so I want everyone who's listening to take a moment and think about the thoughts that you're thinking about in whatever aspect it is in life, whether it's about your relationships, whether it's about your finance, whether it's about your relationship with God, your relationship with yourself, your relationship with money, your relationship with your, your health, your, your weight, your relationship with with wealth. Do you think that all rich people are evil? Do you think that money is evil? 
And because you think money is evil, you're always thinking, I, you know, I don't want to sell myself off for money. You know what I mean? I know the more money I get, I'm gonna this, which makes you pass on opportunities that you could be far more wealthy or or, or job opportunities where you'd be working less but making way more. And as a result, you never become wealthy because you always thought being wealthy was a bad thing. Or that's what you were always told. Sometimes the beliefs that we have didn't necessarily come from us. It came from the outside. And we just kept hearing it so much, so much, so much that we just bought into it. So you have to first take inventory of your thoughts and seriously take some time to do this. Sit down. Write what your thoughts are. When you think about yourself, what do you think? Do you think brilliance? Do you think I'm dope? I'm amazing? I'm talented? Do you think I am like on fire? When you think about how you look, do you think, wow, I'm beautiful, I'm handsome, I'm fine? When you think about your finances, do you think, I'm wealthy? I will, I, I will achieve my, my financial goals or my wealth goals. When you, when you think about your relationships, you think it's hard? You think it's dreary? Do you think that marriage is, is, for, is, is this thing where you just die and lose yourself? What are you thinking? You have to know what you're thinking because when you understand what you're thinking, then now you can say, okay, based on my thoughts, this is what I believe. And now when you know what you believe, you can tackle it. So if you believe that you're not worthy, if you believe that you don't have much to offer, if you believe that you're not that talented and you're not that gifted, then when it comes to charging people for your gift, you won't ever charge properly because you don't believe that it's great. You don't believe it's worthy. But if you believe that what you do is amazing and it's dope and it's fire, then you will charge like it is. And you will find people who value your gift because you value your gift. So once you're able to identify your beliefs, it gives you the opportunity to change them. If you first you believe that your gift wasn't all that, you can change it. So now you switch it and you say, you know what? My gift is amazing. And you reinforce that with media, podcasts like Cell Speaks, music, whatever, people that reinforce that and help you start thinking the thoughts that, no, 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 this is great. This is good. And the thoughts now will lead to actions. You take actions that align with your thoughts. And then you will naturally see the results of it, naturally. But you have to, you have to change those beliefs. You know, we have, we call self-fulfilling prophecies that can work for you or against you. Oh, I'm going to end up divorced. I'm going to end up divorced. I'm going to end up divorced. And you keep speaking that over your life. You keep speaking that over your life. You get married, but you've always thought that you've always believed it. The thoughts continue to permeate. You start taking action subconsciously. That eventually leads you to getting divorced. And now when you get divorced, you see, see, I always knew I was going to be divorced, but it's like you spoke that over yourself. The Bible says that the, the tongue has the power of life and death. Take that literally. Like there have been science experiments where people speak to plants, kind words, negative words. The kind word plant grows and flourishes. The negative word plants die. That means there's something a lot deeper in this than we understand. And I don't want you guys to miss this. I know we sit there and we go through the rigmarole of life and et cetera, et cetera. But just those small things can make a massive difference. So if you're listening to me right now, please take some time. Take inventory of your thoughts. What are you thinking? What do you think about relationships, your health, your, your weight, your size, your money, your marriage, your friendship, your friendship with your family, your friendship with your friends, spouse, your kids, if you have. What are you thinking about when it comes to your relationship with yourself, with your gifts, with your abilities, with your intelligence, with your looks? 
What are you thinking? And then those will reveal your beliefs. If you can change your beliefs, then you can change your thinking. You can change your thinking is going to lead to you changing your actions. You change your actions, you change your life. That's all it is. But it starts with the belief. So I can go on and on and on about this because this is actually one of my favorite topics. And reading that book has just been inspiring me. But I'm going to leave you guys with this one. I love y'all. It has been fun. It's yet another episode of Cell Speaks. Be blessed. Peace out. Yeah.